Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The following podcast is going to contain spoilers, along with a guy, a really groovy dude, a fella from the 70s with a pair of really special-looking sideburns, a really happening, hip dude named Jack who happens to suffer from a curse in which he turns into a werewolf for three nights in a row every full moon. I mean, that's got to suck, right? Anyway, proceed at your own risk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. Just another one. There are so many fanboys out there, and I'm just another one. I'm just one in a long line of fanboys and girls out there talking about comics and other nerd-type stuff in a podcast format, shouting into a hurricane. Actually, it feels more like whispering into a hurricane, trying to get the attention of listeners across the world. Anyway, my name's Steven, folks, and happy Halloween. It's not Halloween today as I release this. It's a couple days away. It's on Saturday. But I felt the urge. I felt the need. I felt passion towards Halloween because it's going to be a little different this year, isn't it? I made a joke on Twitter that I'm just going to climb up to my roof Halloween night with a bowl of candy and just pelt kids with candy as they walk by. Here's a blow pop, kids. Wa-bang. You know, hit him in the head, knock him out, a bunch of unconscious kids in costume on the lawn that I'd have to go out there with the big squeegee. Get off the lawn, you little whippersnappers. But it's going to be a little different this year. I saw a meme in which somebody basically said, if you can do this, and it showed somebody getting food from a drive-thru, then certainly you can do this. And it showed a kid getting candy at Halloween. And I I sort of agree. I think there is a way to do Halloween so that the kids can get out and get candy and we can still social distance. But I'm always looking for an excuse to buy a great big bunch of candy and then not hand it out. That's really the excuse I'm looking for. I have to admit that I am super happy that my kids are too old to participate in Halloween because being a very non-sociable person Getting out there amongst the community with your children and going door to door and begging for candy, you just open yourself up to having a bit of small talk right there on the door. And you know what? Uh, It's just not my thing. Anyway, with Halloween coming up, I thought I would do a more Halloween-themed type episode. I think that's what I was trying to say earlier when I said I felt an urge. I felt a need. I got the passion for the Halloween. So I feel like I have to do a Halloween-themed episode. I mean, it's not obligatory. I'm not, I wasn't tossing and turning in bed for weeks on weeks, straining 
what am I going to do for a Halloween episode? What am I going to do? Because really the answer came quite simply. I do a series of episodes called Firsts in which I go and read the first appearance of a certain character in a comic book. And I talk about it here on the show. I think so far I've done Green Arrow, Thor, and the Suicide Squad. And for Halloween, I'm going to do Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night debuted in Marvel Spotlight, issue number two. This is from February of 1972. This, this character, Werewolf by Night, is a little bit older than I am. February 1972. It was conceived and plotted by Roy and Jeannie Thomas, scripts by Jerry Conway. The artist was Michael Plug with Joe Costa on letters, and it has a very nice-looking cover by Neil Adams. So Werewolf by Night is this dude named Jack Russell, which by itself right there, that's a pun. If you're not aware, Jack Russell is a breed of dog, Jack Russell Terrier. So the fact that he changes into a werewolf by night... That's supposed to be funny, I guess. It's clever, I suppose. I'm sure at the time in 1972, they were all sitting around the bullpen. They may or may not have been partaking in a leafy green substance. I don't know. I don't know what those people did back then. But I feel like that's the kind of pun that one would only come up with if they are A, a dad like myself and really into really bad dad jokes or possibly under the influence of a marijuana plant. I mean, I can picture it huddled around a little artist station, puffing the fat blunts, and one of them says, hold on, hold on, hold on, I've got it, <laughs> hold on. And of course, nobody else is saying anything. It's They're not all laughing. The guys just keep, he just keeps saying that, hold on, <laughs> hold, hold on, wait, wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold, shut up, stop, stop talking, hold on. And of course, he's the only one talking. And then he finally says, I got the name for the guy, Jack Russell. <laughs> Get it? Jack. Jack Russell. Jack Russell Terrier. He's the werewolf. Get it? <laughs> Jack Russell. And that went on for an hour and a half. That is just, of course, pure speculation. I wasn't there. Like I said, the character is older than me. I was not born at the time that this character was created. For all I know... Roy and Jeannie Thomas were just in the kitchen one day, and Roy said, hey, uh, we need a name for this werewolf by night, his his civilian identity. And Jeannie said, Jack Russell? And Roy said, huh, that's clever. All right, let's do it. It could have been that. Either one. I think it was one of the two scenarios, frankly. So this issue is fairly straightforward. It's also very 70s. I mean, the artist really went over the top to ensure that everything in the comic was very contemporary based on the time. There was even in the household in which Jack Russell lives, there was one of those egg chairs. If you're not sure what I mean by an egg chair, if you've seen Men in Black, the scene where Will Smith shows up to take his test and everybody is sitting in those big egg-shaped chairs and he has to try to figure out how to fill out a test while sitting in one of these chairs. That is a very 70s thing that came out in the 70s. Possibly it could have come out in the 60s, but it was big in the 70s. The clothes they wore, their hairstyles. It was like I was watching the Brady Bunch. Not that the book was wholesome and had really bad jokes. It's just the way they dressed was very much out of the Partridge family or the Brady Bunch. That type of 
look and style and feel. It just happened to also have a werewolf that killed people. Now, of course, they had to adhere by the Comics Code Authority. So even though the werewolf did kill people, we never really saw any blood. We didn't see any any type of maiming or dismemberment or the ripping out of throats, which is kind of what you would expect from a werewolf comic. But they do talk about turning people's faces into a red hash and that kind of junk. But again, it's a very straightforward story. You've got Jack Russell, who is who has just turned 18. It's coming up to his 18th birthday. When the story opens up, he has already become the werewolf. It's his first night as the werewolf. He is creeping about in some back alleys of L.A., I believe. The book is... The story takes place in California. They mention Malibu at one point and L.A. and other places. And as the werewolf is creeping about these back alleyways, a mugger springs out of the dark with a knife, obviously thinking to himself, well, here's a mark. Here's some money I can get. And I mean, I would think as a mugger, you might want to think to yourself, here is somebody creeping around this trashy, dirty back alleyway in the middle of the night in downtown LA by themselves. They are either an idiot or they know how to handle themselves. But he springs out to uh, do a little business and, of course, finds himself encountering a werewolf. The werewolf kills the mugger. A policeman happens to drive by on his motorcycle, chases the werewolf for a little while, fires some shots at him. A bullet grazes the werewolf's arm. And then Jack Russell wakes up in his bed. Bolt upright. Oh, my goodness gracious. What a dream. What a nightmare. Covered in sweat. But he's got a scratch on his arm where the bullet grazed him. And he realizes, holy crap, I'm a werewolf. So that's the first night. They That seemed to be a theme in this issue. Uh, I believe it's a theme throughout the rest of the issues only because I perused another issue. And they do first night, second night, third night. Because it happens for three consecutive nights during the full moon. The second night... He is attending his birthday party. He's turned 18. He lives with his mother and his stepfather and his sister. They are a very rich family because they have a chauffeur. The chauffeur's name is Grant, and he plays a big part in this story. He's a bit of a jerk. When we first see Grant, he is yelling at Jack's mother. Jack does nothing at all because apparently his stepfather is a big supporter of Grant's. And, uh... Even though he sees somebody yelling at his mom, he just, well, I don't want to, I don't want to rock any boats, I guess. And so that night, that next night at his birthday party, he starts to feel very horrible. Something's wrong with him. He spends the day, he drives to Malibu for the day, I guess just to chill. Just going to go to Malibu and be alone with my thoughts and think about the fact that I am a werewolf. And really the only place to do that is in Malibu. Comes back for his birthday party. The change starts to overcome him as he's at the party. It doesn't just happen immediately. You know, it's got to send bolts of pain through his body and he starts convulsing and he runs out of the party. And as he's leaving the house, he notices Grant working on his mother's car, which Jack is also narrating the story. And as a narrator, he's saying, If I would have been in my right mind at the time, I would have found that odd. Why would Grant be working on this car at this time of night? But I wasn't in my right mind, so I didn't give it much thought. He runs out, turns into a werewolf, goes and does his werewolf stuff, wakes up the next morning on the beach. His stepfather finds him. 
oh my gosh, Jack, we've been so worried. And then he informs, he, he's really angry at Jack. He's happy that he's found him. He seems to be a good stepdad. You, you kind of go back and forth on it because then he gets really mad at Jack because he informs Jack that last night after Jack took off, his mom jumped into the car to go look for him. The brakes were out. The brakes were faulty. She got into an accident. She almost died. She's in the hospital. Jack's like, oh, my God. It's like so all my fault because she was out looking for me and I should have been home, even though he was a werewolf. And his stepdad is like, yeah, it's all your fault. So he goes to visit his mom in the hospital. And that's when his mom tells him the tale. She realizes what's happening to him. She was hoping the curse would not affect him. But she explains that his father, his biological father, she didn't know until after they were married. She fell in love. They were married. They had kids. And uh, wherever it was, I can't remember what country it was that they lived. I feel like it was Ireland, but I, I honestly don't remember. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to look it up real quick here. All they say is it was a small Baltic state. So she meets this guy. They get married. They have Jack. The guy is very well-to-do. He lives in a castle. And once a month, for three nights in a row, he would go lock himself in the tower, the castle tower. He was a very smart man. He did a lot of studying. And she just, for some reason, for the first couple of years of their marriage, just assumed he was up there studying. She was not allowed to go up there. She was not allowed to bother him. And it wasn't until one year during a big storm that lightning hit the tower and blew open a hole in the wall. He was able to escape, and he went down to the village, and he killed some people. The villagers all got together and they went and they hunted the werewolf down. They knew it was a werewolf. They shot it with silver bullets. The werewolf dies, transforms back into her husband. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's him. We didn't realize it was him. And so she's telling Jack that this curse is passed down through the generations. And she was hoping it would skip a generation. She was hoping that neither he or his sister would get it. But apparently he did. And it manifests when they turn 18 and then for three nights during the full moon, every month, they will turn into a werewolf. Well, then this really weird thing happens because as they're talking, he suddenly turns into the werewolf. He just goes, oh my gosh, it's happening. And he turns into the werewolf and suddenly he's like, oh, my mother's dead. She just dies while he turns into a werewolf. You don't know if she was dying there in the hospital bed while they were talking. They don't give you any clue at all that her condition was really that severe. You might even be left to believe that as he transformed into the werewolf, he just, with this animalistic urge, killed her. I don't think that's what happened. At first I thought, did he just kill his freaking mother? But I think she died because of the car accident. She'd been hanging on until she could talk to him. And then as he's transforming into the werewolf, he dies. Well, as they're talking, before this all happens, when she's telling him the story, she explains to him that he shouldn't harbor any ill feelings toward his stepfather. She loves his stepfather. He's a good man. Regardless of what happens going forward, she makes him promise her that he will not hurt his stepdad. And he does. He transforms into the werewolf. She dies. He suddenly realizes as the werewolf that, because I feel like at one point, now I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me now. Well, I have it in front of me, but I don't want to look it up. But he overhears his stepdad talking to Grant, the chauffeur on the phone. And saying, yes, I have your money, okay? I'll bring it to you. Jeez, 
very upset about giving this guy money. And so he puts two and two together in his head. And he realizes that when Grant was messing with the car, he was messing with the brakes. Even though he was leaned over under the hood, he had the hood open and he was leaned over as if he was working on the engine. Brakes are down there by the wheels. I don't know. I don't know a lot about engines. Maybe there's some brake lines up there. I don't think so. I don't think that's how it works. I'm pretty sure you have to get down there by the wheels. You have to get under the car if you're going to mess with the brakes. But he puts two and two together, and he his theory at this point is that his stepdad has hired Grant to kill his mother. So he goes out, and he finds Grant. He's the werewolf. He finds Grant. And this is also where it gets kind of weird. Grant's kind of a buff guy, and he and the werewolf start fighting, and Grant is winning. Grant's holding his own. Grant is kicking this werewolf's butt. Which just blew my freaking mind because the werewolf is a supernatural creature that is supposed to have supernatural strength. They are supposed to be way stronger than your average human being. And yet Grant is kicking his butt. It's the weirdest thing. The whole time Grant just assumes that the werewolf is a guy in a costume and they're wrestling around and they're trading punches and they start choking each other out. Grant's winning. And as he's choking the werewolf, suddenly he realizes that it's not a mask. This is a real freaking werewolf. And once that realization hits him, it scares him and he lets go of the werewolf's throat. And then that's when the werewolf gets the upper hand and kills him. I understand that when you have a hero in a book, they are supposed to struggle. They can't just go into a fight and just win without any kind of struggle at all. I get that. With that in mind, they probably shouldn't have made Grant just a regular dude. Because werewolves can't just fight regular dudes and get their asses kicked. That's not how it works. But that's what happened here. And so after Grant is dead, the stepfather shows up with the money and he's looking for Grant. He's like, I got your money, Grant. And the werewolf is like, I'm, I got to kill this guy because he hired Grant to kill my mom. But then as he's watching from the shadows, he starts getting confused. Well, maybe he didn't. There's something about the way my stepfather is acting. Maybe he didn't hire Grant. And they don't go into a lot of speculation. You're just left to wonder at the end of the story, is the stepdad really a bad guy? Is he involved? And so you have to come up with your own theories. If he didn't hire Grant to kill Jack's mother... Why is he giving Grant money? Was Grant, did he owe Grant money? Was Grant blackmailing him? And then when Jack's stepfather didn't pay, he killed his wife to show him how serious he was. And at that point, Jack's stepfather is like, all right, I'll give you the money. Just don't hurt anybody else in my family. That's my theory. I haven't read any further, so I don't know. I don't know if they ever explain it, but that's how the book ends. We don't know if Jack's stepfather is a good guy or a bad guy. We're left with questions. That's it. That's the end of the story. It was okay. I have been peripherally aware of Werewolf by Night for most of my comics reading career. I think anybody who has read Moon Knight knows or should know that Moon Knight's first appearance was in a Werewolf by Night comic book. And maybe I should eventually do an episode on Moon Knight's first appearance, but I've never been... It's weird because I I, li- I really like the idea of a werewolf. I, I've watched a number of werewolf movies in my day. I've never enjoyed when a filmmaker makes a werewolf movie and they turn the, they make the werewolf basically like a big, a big supernatural hulking wolf. I prefer the werewolf to look like a wolf man. You know, the old, 
Universal Monsters Wolfman, Teen Wolf, and that's how he looks as Werewolf by Night. So you would think with my interest in werewolves, I would have sought this comic book out a long time ago. But let me clarify a bit. I am interested in werewolves. I don't have like, it's more of a passing interest. I think werewolves are pretty cool. I haven't spent my life seeking out every movie, every book, every comic, any any appearance of a werewolf in any type of media. That's I'm not into werewolves. But when it comes to the old classic, just straight up monsters, especially the universal monsters, supernatural creatures, it's like the big two are vampires and werewolves. And I will take a werewolf over a vampire any day of the week. I think werewolves are cool, especially when they are humanoid werewolves and not running on all fours, big, hulking, weird, giant wolf things. But as I was reading this comic, I'll say, I'll preface this by saying I didn't really enjoy the issue all that much. I didn't think the art was that great. I thought the story was kind of hokey. Again, it's coming from 1972. You can't expect a lot. But I did start at one point, start thinking, why haven't I read these before? I mean, I think werewolves are pretty cool. I like comics. I like Marvel comics. Here's a Marvel comic with the werewolf. Why haven't I ever read it? And I think a lot of it has to do with the age of the book. I think pretty much most of the Werewolf by Night title was done by the time I started reading comics. And I didn't really seek out a lot of older, older books. I've, I guess I've never been one to look backwards. I just, I just move forward when it comes to comics, even though that's not necessarily true because I have gone back during my collecting days and collected some older books, but nothing, I don't know that I have ever sought anything out that was back then anyway, that was written before 1982. I don't know why. I can't explain it. There was a a book after The Walking Dead got really big. There was a book that Image put out that Robert Kirkman wrote called The Astounding Wolfman. I really enjoyed that. They took a wolfman and they made him into a superhero. I thought that was really cool. I think, I don't know, maybe they were producing Werewolf by Night books at that point. I don't know. I don't remember. I can't explain why this is the first time in my entire life I have ever read a Werewolf by Night book. Stop judging me. Anyway, I didn't I didn't enjoy the story all that much. I am going to read the two issues in which Moon Knight appears because I would eventually like to do a first episode about Moon Knight. But I don't know that I'm going to really investigate too deeply into the Werewolf by Night line of books. And having said that, I'm willing to bet that eventually I probably will anyway because I'm really bad about making broad sweeping statements about about what I'm going to do or what I'm not going to do, and then immediately going out and doing the complete opposite of the statement that I made. So in a nutshell, Werewolf by Night didn't care for it too much. I like the idea. I like the execution. I think I probably would have liked it more had this regular dude not been able to beat up the werewolf. That just, I think that's where they lost me. The art style wasn't quite to my liking, but I probably could have looked past that because it was functional. It told the story. It told the story well. I could have looked past the horrible 70s fashions and haircuts. I just had a really hard time with the werewolf getting his butt handed to him by a regular guy, regardless of the fact that he had muscles. It's like, I guess this dude was supposed to be like a bodybuilder type, but werewolves should be able to lift cars and junk, right? I don't know. I'm not going to dwell on it anymore. Werewolf by night, uh, not quite a thumbs up, not quite a thumbs down, somewhere in between. That was his first appearance. If there, if you are a fan of werewolf by night and there are some stories you feel 
I need to read. If you're listening to this going, okay, look, I get it. You didn't like that first issue, but you need to read this run right here. This From this issue to this issue, this storyline, you need to read these because they're great. You'll love them. Let me know. Feedback at stephenorels.com. Hit me up on the Facebook. Hit me up on the Twitter. Hit me up on the Instagram. The links will be in my show notes. Happy Halloween, everybody. That's all I got. I'm not going to try to sell you my Patreon. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just going to say happy Halloween. My name is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Wear a mask. Vote. Be safe. Happy Halloween. I'm out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.